Hello, everyone. Welcome back to CC Airwaves. My name is Paige Matillo, and I'm here with my co-host, Joel Hansel, and our guest, Julia Elifrit. So I'll start with Julia. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. In spite of the rain and dreary weather, I'm doing really well today. Doing good thank again? You. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're back on the yeah. podcast with us, so thank you again oh, for joining us. it's great to be back. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing fine for a Monday. Oh, yes, for a Monday, especially a rainy Monday. (laughs) Well, for our viewers today, as you can probably tell by the title of this episode, we are going to be discussing The Lion King and grief. So to start off, why don't we all just share one of our favorite Disney movies? So one of mine is Peter Pan. Julia, what's yours? Oh, gosh. Um, Toy Story, probably the original one. You know. Okay, that's a good choice. I really like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Toy Story 2 is one of my favorites, though, so I don't know about the first one. I know. Well, and see, then there's loss in that, too, because even though there's an SLA depth, he goes off to college, and yeah, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. definitely explores the themes of loss, for sure. And then, Joel, do you have a favorite Disney movie? Aladdin. Okay, oh, that's like a good Aladdin pick. Too. That is a yeah. solid pick. I like that one, too. Joel, did you ever have to watch uh, Disney movies with your son growing up, or was that well, his, his thing? His favorite, his favorite was well, he had two favorites. Um, the first we ever showed him, I believe, was Toy Story, and I don't think the kid blinked for ninety minutes. <laughs> and um, the other that he watched over and over and over and over again was The Aristocats. Oh. Okay. I love that one too, but I yeah, that's an old one. Yeah, and he's he just that one. he loves cats. It's fun. So that was, and and it made him laugh. So that was he seemed like he was always watching that one, or Toy Story. Hey, one of one of those that. two. It's fun. Okay, it's fun. I'll watch it. I have uh, baby cousins now, so I can watch those movies with them. Like you need an excuse. You could just watch them. Yeah, anyway. that's true. I could just watch They're them fun. myself, but it's exactly. always fun to watch those things with kids. Yeah. But actually, speaking of them, that's kind of how this whole um, this whole series got started. Was I was sitting with them one day and we were watching The Lion King, and the whole scene with Mufasa happened. And I was just sitting there and I thought, wow, this is so dark for a children's movie. I don't remember this being this dark when I was a kid, but then, you know, the my baby cousins are sitting there and they're laughing, they're singing, they they did not even notice. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be interesting to talk about. And so this is the reason that our first movie we're going to be discussing is The Lion King. So, Julia, I do have a question for you. Uh, what experience sure. do you have discussing media and grief? Um. You know, we did, we actually wrote some curriculum on this, uh, probably, probably been close to 10 years ago now. We actually had a movie group here at Cornerstone of Hope, um, because there's some people that can identify with a character in a story emotionally better than they can identify with their own emotions. So like in the Mighty Ducks, you remember the Mighty Ducks when mm-hmm. the kid has to hit the the hockey puck at the end and you, and everybody's, you know, all the parents, you're on your edge of your seat. You're hoping he makes it, you feel for him. You know, if he doesn't make it like, and so that emotion that we all engage in, sometimes we can do it better with a movie. And so we created 
a, a, a book of probably 20 movies, adult movies, not Disney movies, but adult movies like P.S. I Love You and about Schmidt, movies where there's death. And, um, and so we actually did a group where you'd come once a week for 10 weeks and we'd watch a full-length Hollywood movie and we made popcorn. And, um, and then we talked about the characters and how they experience loss. And even the movie Premonition with Sandra Bullock, I don't know if you ever saw that one, great movie. And you don't know through the whole movie, is she having an acute grief reaction and panicking? Is she dreaming this? Is she making it up? Is she having a break with the reality? Did he really die? It's a fascinating movie. But again, um, it touches something in all of us about grief and loss. And so absolutely, we're all about the movies, all about the movies. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that everyone can agree on, I believe, is that we all like to watch movies. We all like to watch these stories unfold. They all touch our hearts and they all have these messages that kind of resonate with all of us. And so that's the big thing with Disney movies is that, you know, everyone enjoys them. People go to Disney World. People love the characters. And, you know, they bring these. Sorry, I lost a thought there. <laughs> but we can edit that. No, but I think even with like the princess movies, like you think you're going to see this great story of the princess and meeting the prince charm. And whichever, whether it's Cinderella or um, uh, Snow White, and so, whatever, it, there's always loss. Like they've always lost their mom, you know. The mom died now they're with the horrible stepmother being raised because the mom died. And and uh, so they they weave in these themes of loss, even if it's just a, hey, this is a great romantic story about the woman, you know, living in the in the woods with the dwarfs and she meets her prince. Like it's that, that happy ending we want, but yeah. it all starts with loss. It all starts with loss. And I don't think I ever noticed how many Disney movies explore grief and loss until I was old enough to kind of understand and feel that loss myself. So, yeah. Can I tell you, I, I have a daughter that, um, uh, has, she's on the, uh, We'll say she has some some issues, some attachment issues. She was adopted. And uh, when we would try and go to see movies, I think we walked out of so many movies because um, like Lilo and Stitch, the social worker comes and takes the uh, the little girl away from the only parent that she knows, or it was her sister, the only sister she knows. And so my daughter's screaming in the theater, stop, don't take her, don't take her. You know, why would you take her? We had to walk out of that movie. Then we watched the movie, um, I took her to see the one where the zebra is raised by the horses. I can't remember what the name of it. It's a Disney movie. Spirit? Where, no. No, it wasn't that. It's like, a, so you see it's rainy and dark and a circus train breaks down. And so they bring a truck or a new train to put all the, and they load all the animals on except the baby zebra gets left behind. And so you see the train pulling away, the mother zebra being pulled away. And, and watching, you know, and, and sh my daughter screaming, why would you leave your baby? Well, who forgets their baby? You yeah. had to walk out of that movie. Like, in the rest of the movie, his, I think I've seen half of every Disney movie, was probably really good about the horse, you know, mm -hmm. be, or I'm sorry, the zebra being raised by horses and just inclusion and all those kind of great themes. But it started with loss. It's so common. Was it racing so stripes? <laughs> yes, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that was it. Did you see that? I one? remember watching that movie too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the Disney movie that we're going to be talking about today is the Lion King. And for those who are not familiar with the plot, it follows the adventures of the young lion Simba 
the heir of his father, Mufasa. But Simba's wicked uncle, Scar, he plots to usurp Mufasa's throne by luring his father and the son into a stampede of wildebeest. But Simba escapes and only Mufasa is killed. But Simba returns years later as an adult to take back his homeland from Scar with the help of his friends Timon and Pumbaa. So I'm sure, Julia, you've seen The Lion King, and I'm sure Joel has seen it as well. Yep, seen it. It is probably one of the most popular Disney movies. and Best music. Best music. And it really does go into those themes of loss with uh, Mufasa's death and Simba's loss to himself for grief. And I was wondering, Julia, do you have any perspective on this um how it could help normalize death for children and even adults well i think it shows a lot of emotions like you see anger you see um you see the young symbol like questioning his identity who he is and i think a lot of times you see that when kids lose a parent okay who am i now do i have to be the man of the house now if i'm a little boy um who who, who, I, who I am without my parents kind of thing i think you see um denial like nope this isn't really going to happen to me kind of thing you see anger in um uh scar is that his name yes i mean clearly he's angry about everything that's going on uh, you see depression you see some but at some point like i'm just going to go leave with um, i'm just going to be on my own i don't want to deal with it i can't be king um you see then him um having uh is it nala the, the girlfriend's name Yes, the, the little co- yeah, like then developing a friendship with her, and she really I think helps him to see who he is and who he's meant to be. So I think it goes through the whole gamut of emotions in that movie. Mm-hmm. And we also sure. see kind of coping mechanisms. So when Mufasa mm-hmm. dies, Simba runs away, and that was his mm-hmm. way of handling the grief and the loss of his father. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. handle that reality, so he is really open to that lifestyle with Timon and Pumbaa about Hakuna Matata, which is living with no worries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly what he does. I think at some point, though, at the end, you know, and I think, I don't know how the animal life expectancy is not like an adult's, but at some point, maybe he reaches a little bit of maturity level and realizes that, no, he needs to go back and, um, and be who he was called to be and who he was created to be um, and to, to take over the pride in that kind of thing. And so I think sometimes it takes us a while to figure out, okay, who are we called to be? Um, what does God have for us in light of losing a parent, losing a child, losing a spouse, whoever it is? I think there's some confusion and identity and, okay, what's my life going to be? If I lost my only child, am I still a mom? Um, you know, if I, if, if I lost my, my spouse I've been caring for for years with MS, I don't know what to do now because I was a caregiver. So I think all those identity issues come up for adults as well as kids. I think especially kids, and I don't know that we always give enough credit uh, for what kids experience because we just think, oh, well, they're young, though. Their kids are resilient, you know, they'll get through it. And they are on some level, but just like with Simba, I mean, it, grief affects you. It really does in a lot of ways. And from the Catholic perspective, it kind of remind us, reminds us that you can lose your faith when you lose a loved one. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. how Simba turned away from everything that he knew, mm-hmm. everything that he loved, but he found his way back. And it's similar mm-hmm. to the way that we can find our way back if we turn back to God, because he has the power to heal us. Exactly. And God calls us back. And I think God called Simba back and he used Nala 
to be that person, that friend that came alongside that, that loved him just right where he was at and cared for him, but also like nudged him along like, okay, you really are meant to be king and you're walking away from your calling. So she was able to befriend him and, and accept him where he's at, but at the right time say, okay, now basically she doesn't say in these words, but it's time to stop feeling sorry for yourself and go back to what God called you to do. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And then Julia, do you think that there it's a good thing that these children are being exposed to these movies that have themes of death and grief so early on in their lives? I think it's always good that kids understand loss um, because we're, we're raising this generation of adults that don't want to believe the loss is ever going to happen to them, that they can just be what they want and do what they want. And, and on, on some level, I guess we can, but death and loss, not even just death, but loss, divorce how many kids you know are going you know, the parents are getting divorced or they move across country because dad's job changed and now they they've left their little friends their their 13 year old friends and they, so they're a group of friends that they've lost um we all experience loss and if we don't start talking about it with our kids when they're younger i mean loss happens if you ever tried to wean a two you said you have nieces and nephews do you ever try to wean a two-year-old from a pacifier are they happy yeah. about that Never. No, that's a loss. That's a huge loss for them. We all experience loss, but we don't want to talk about it because it's not a fun subject. But if we don't talk about loss as a part of life, it's the hardest part of life. It's the worst part of life. Nobody wants it, but it's a part of life. And if we don't, then when they are cut from their high school basketball team, kids don't have any emotional resources to process that because we didn't teach them, here's how mm-hmm. you handle loss. Or when they're 12 and the love of their life breaks up with them, they think the world is over. They have no emotional resources to process that kind of loss because we didn't teach them. And so if you ever see like a little three-year-old with a balloon from Applebee's and the balloon bursts and the kid starts crying, what does mom typically do? Stop crying, we'll go get you another balloon. And when the family dog dies, stop crying, we'll go get a new puppy. We're constantly teaching children every loss is replaceable. But guess what? Grandpa's not replaceable, right? Mom's not replaceable. So movies like this, this is a very covert way of kind of getting in those themes of grief and loss. I don't know that they're always obvious to kids when they're watching. I think, like you said, mm-hmm. Janice, like they're singing along, Hakuna Matata and all that. They're not really thinking about the loss as much, but I think these are great conversation starters for parents. It's a great way to have a conversation about loss to say, hey, how do you think that Simba felt when his dad died? How do you think you know, he was doing X, Y, Z? Why do you think he was behaving this way? If we can use things like this, to, because you can't sit with a six-year-old and say, how are you going to feel when grandpa, like, you can't do that, but you can, man, that's like we talked about the movies. You can say, Hey, I wonder what do you think Simba felt like with X, Y, Z. So these are great conversation starters, even movies um, like 13 reasons why, which I think is a person I didn't care for that series. Um, it started a conversation about suicide loss. So there's just so much power in media. Um, if we could harness that and, and teach kids and adults really about grief and loss, that's a win-win. Yeah. And I read a study uh, from Kelly Tenzik from the University of Buffalo. Uh, She said that it was really good for children to see these deaths in the cartoons because it allowed parents to talk to them about realistic and uh, real life deaths. Mm -hmm. So something for fiction or real life, the difference if someone came back or if someone fell off a cliff, right. like in the case of Lion King, it opened up that conversation as well. Right. 
as long as it's not the kind like the road runner like i used to watch when i was little where the, you know they die and the next thing they're back alive again because that teaches kids that death is not permanent as long mm-hmm. as we can distinguish between that yeah mm-hmm. I'm sure that's good joel any thoughts on the lion king grief movies i think the thing that struck me um as you referenced the the study from the university of buffalo at the thing that, that really resonated with me was that they, they looked at 57 different Disney or Pixar movies, and they, mm-hmm. and they came up with 71 character deaths. I mean, you're, you're almost talking, wow. you know, well, I mean, it is, it's more than one, one death per movie practically, uh, yeah. which is really kind of surprising and shocking um, to when you actually stop and think about it. Um, I think Julie is right. A lot of times these are covert. Uh, you're not even aware uh, that, um, especially the young kids, um, and, and and a lot of times when in some of these movies, the the, the death um, uh, doesn't even occur in the movie. Like like uh, Julia again referenced uh, again with s- some of these princess movies where they're, or, or even like in the case of Aladdin, you know, he's he's just the he's the street kid. He doesn't have his he doesn't have parents, so he already had his loss. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and, and it's off screen, but it's it's used almost to give these characters a disadvantage going into the movie. And so throughout the movie, that when they do triumph, it, it has more, more impact. That's a good way of looking at it, yeah. I think too when I I'm I'm very old, but when I was young, like before before TV was invented, the first movie that I really saw was Bambi, and I think that was one of the early Disney movies. Um, and this was before like there wasn't fun Hakuna Matata songs in it and singing and dancing. It was this dark script of you know, and and it's raining and dark and 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 Bambi's a baby deer and he's looking for his mom. He's calling out Mama. And you hear this gunshot, like you hear the the shot, yeah. and then the father comes in and says, "Your mother's dead, son," or something like really blatant like that. And I just mm-hmm. think, man, that's how we started. Thank goodness we've moved the needle a little bit on that, that we can at least sing Hakuna Matata and have some fun with it. The death is implied, and sometimes the death is shown. But like like um, he was saying, like with uh, Joel was saying with um, Aladdin and stuff, he the death is implied he was an orphan, but you don't see it. You don't see the graphicness of it. So thank goodness that that, that has changed because Bambi was a rough. <laughs> Bambi mm-hmm. was rough. Yeah. They still include elements of loss in the Disney movies. Now I've recently watched Moana, Big Hero 6, Encanto. And in Moana, the grandmother passes away. In Big Hero 6, the brother passes away. What was the other one I mentioned? Encanto. Uh, it happened a very long time ago, but the grandfather passed away, and it, while it doesn't show it, it is implied. So there are still they're still doing those elements of loss, but not in the same direct way that they did maybe with Bambi. So do you think it's intentional on Disney's part? Are they thinking, "Gosh, let's put some great stories out there that include loss," or is it just happenstance? That's what I've been wondering because it seems like, I mean, Joel even said it, out of 57 movies, there were 71 character deaths. So at a certain point, is it an accident or are they doing it on purpose to make sure that these children can relate to these feelings when they experience loss themselves? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know. We'd have to ask is, is, I guess so. They're leaving it up to the parents to discuss, mm-hmm. which is good if it happens. I think in um, uh, in other kinds of movies, I just lost my train of thought, um, where there's been deaths, like they explain it. But in, in the Disney movies, it's like you said, implied or isn't really talked about. So hopefully parents do take that opportunity again, just to talk about loss being a part of life for all of us, you know, especially I think sometimes as Christians, it's hard because we think nothing bad will ever happen to us because we love God and God loves us and everything's good. And, but loss is just, it's a part of life for all of us. So if we can help mm-hmm. kids understand that, that's a good thing. And this is a great way of doing it. Oh, I was going to say, um, uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. There's a few episodes where they talked about a lot, but they actually talked about it and explained it. And it was, you know, it was more of a, not theoretical, but lecture. I think that how Disney does it with song and dance makes it a little bit more palatable. I think that that's a good thing because again, it starts the conversations that we need to have with kids. Absolutely. I agree. And in that study that we mentioned, as you had said, Julia, it is a good thing that it's left up to the parents because then if the parents have a specific religious view, so for example, if they're Catholic, they're able to apply that to the situation in the movie and say, you know, Mufasa went to heaven, everyone who passes away goes to heaven, it allows them to get their child more well acquainted with their beliefs. Absolutely, and as well as culture too. Mm-hmm. As you can say, like in, in, in Cantino and some of them that, that have different cultures, uh, Hawaiian culture or Mexican culture, um, they're able to be very specific uh, with, with loss in that culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important mm-hmm. part. We're, we're such a diverse, diverse country. It's really important. I agree. Well, does anyone else have anything to add about Disney and grief before we finish off today? But I think like let, we should start talking about a lot of these movies. Let's we'll do this again. I know. I'm hoping we do. And if any of our viewers have any movies that they would like us to discuss or bring up during a podcast episode, you can email us at podcast at C-L-E-C-E-M, or you can message us on social media. <laughs> so thank you so much again, Julia, for joining us. I oh, hope that you'll welcome. be able to join us again and we can do another movie and make it a series. <laughs> Yep, that sounds like a plan. Thank you, Paige and Joel both. I appreciate being on the show. No problem. And to our viewers, thank you so much for listening. 